0: Hello there, and welcome to The World According to AJ1. Happy February, everybody. Um, Thank God that January's over. Uh, I'm AJ1, and firstly, I just wanted to thank you for clicking on such a depressing title of a podcast. Um, In fact, if you have, because you may not have done, but then you won't be listening to this, so you'll never know, if that makes any sense. So, I don't know. Anyway. I hope this will be a positive podcast for you and for me and if it's not I've also got a brilliantly cheesy contrived ending as a payoff so you've got that to look forward to and what just before I get started I'm just going to uh, open my first drink of February because and say goodbye to pissing dry January so there you go a Brooklyn American Ale. I don't know whether I've told you, but I am into my craft beers. So, um, why do I want to talk about death? Um, I'm a pretty positive and uh, optimistic type of person, Um, but there's been a few events recently that have sharpened my mind to uh, the fact that we are all going to die, and I'm contemplating writing a book about the fact that we're all going to die, just to make people remember that we've only got one chance at this life only one bite of the cherry and uh, the events that have taken place my mom's turned 65 she's well i'm I'm not worried about that but you know as each year goes on you start to think "Mm," you know getting older makes you think about the fact that at some point they won't be there my parents that is won't be there to support me I'm turning 39, so next year I'm uh, 40, so that's a, a big milestone birthday, and um you know obviously the last big milestone birthday I had was 13, it seems like that was only yesterday. Um so that's moving quickly. Um I had a, a very brief health scare. mom if you're listening, nothing too bad, but just a very brief health scare that made me um think about you know my mortality. Uh sadly um, one of my school friends has um, committed suicide, which, is, which really hit me hard. Um, I only found out by accident, I called the wrong person on my phone and found out that uh, they'd committed suicide. So that really hit me quite badly. Um, and a couple of my other friends who are still alive have contemplated suicide. And hearing those words leave people that you're close to's lips Oh my God, Uh, it really did, um, it it was upsetting. Um, And I I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy. Um, And also, um, I've watched, I don't know whether you've seen it, but Black Mirror, Bandersnatch. Um, I mean, the Black Mirror series is excellent anyway, but Bandersnatch is something else. It, It really does make you contemplate what we're here for, what it's all about, um, and it really links to what what are we here on the planet for? And you know, are, are we immortal? Do we live forever? If we fall off a cliff, do we come back to the other side, like in uh, you know, on Pac-Man, you leave one side of the maze and then you come back out the other side, or at the point when we I don't know, leave our mortal coil? Is that it? Are we dead? And uh, yeah, so these are the things I've been contemplating. Um, As I say, I am a pretty happy guy, Um, so don't worry, I'm not feeling depressed or anything like that. Um, But I just wanted to talk about it because I don't think we talk about it enough in our society. And uh, I thought I'd do a podcast about it, hopefully, get some views back, and um, you know open up a bit of debate and make it less um, less of a taboo the fact that we're all going to die so <laughs> but, oh, this may be a bad idea so firstly I wanted to um, quote um, it's not one of my favourite songs but it's a song that I really like uh, called Do You Realise by The Flaming Lips and um, the first verse goes something like this Do you realise that you have the most beautiful face good start uh, do you realise that we're floating in space? Do you realise that happiness makes you cry? Do you realise that everyone you know someday will die? And I've got to be honest, the first time I heard those lyrics, I was completely blown away. I sense, um, the hairs on the back of my neck um, really sort of you know, on edge just for the fact that it's something that you just don't contemplate because go about your day, you go to work, you see your friends, you see your family, you play with your children, you you know watch TV and you just take for granted the people that are there around you and I think the, 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 the point that I wanted to sort of get across is the fact that we don't talk about it, we don't acknowledge it, but everybody that we've spoken to today and Including myself And the person listening to this We are going to die At some point And when you say it out loud It's quite a scary thought Because you know Nobody wants to die I remember realising I was going to die When I was a child Really scared the shit out of me I was thinking Well what about if I'm underground And the rest of life is still taking place above me What does that mean? And yeah, it really did blow my mind. I mean, and I remember the first person who died in my family, which was my nan, um, that hit me very, very hard because, you know, I loved it to pieces. And um, I think it's one of those things where when it happens, it's almost like you're taught to almost ignore the fact that they're dead and, you know, you, you pray to them or pray to God about them and I don't know it's almost like life is you know life is almost a denial of death um and maybe that's wrong you know when um my son's hamster died uh, Katie uh, and I have to be honest that was my fault because I took her in the car to Wales and scared the living shit out of her and she died in my hand at about three in the morning and I was just wishing her to stay alive so I didn't have to tell Finley about death um, but when she did die and I told him I, I told him that she'd gone to the stars that was the best way I could sort of describe it and I, I don't know I, I, I didn't know whether I was lying to him or whether I believed it or I didn't really know what I was doing, and uh, maybe I need to, you know, firm up my views on death, um, ready for when he gets older, because, you know, there'll be human beings that die, not just, um, you know, hamsters or pets. I, I am shit with pets, by the way. I've, I've, um, I don't have a very good track record, hence why I don't want any more. So, um, I've read a, a, a book recently um i mentioned it on my first podcast called the subtle art of not giving a fuck and what that uh talks about on there is the fact that uh, you know it it does mention the fact that people are going to die but it mentions the fact of um discusses something called um immortality projects so it's basically saying that um the things that we do so the legacies that we leave the The buildings that we create in our names, the podcasts that we make, the songs that we make in our bands, the poems that we write, our children. um, Everything that we do is a way of trying to get us to feel like we're going to live forever. So he calls them immortality projects. And I really liked that idea because I thought that's so true. Everything that you do is almost trying to, you know, if you think about us as um, just animals. That have evolved, um, everything that we're building, everything around us, is, is almost an illusion. You know, it, it, someone uh, described New York City: the city isn't um, the buzz; it's the people that are in the city. All the city is is like a stage that those things that happen with the people of the city take place. And um, I just really like that concept of putting together. Um, the fact that the New York City is just a lot of buildings the actual environment and the uh, the feeling there is based on the people that are within it and that, that could happen anywhere, it's just that we almost choose where we're going to have that buzz or where we're going to feel good about that buzz, it's like Vegas being this party central or Ibiza being a dance central or, or whatever um, so it, it kind of just makes you think well Without those people there, if you removed all the people from New York City and put them somewhere else, would the bus be there? I don't know. Anyway, so, um, so by thinking about these things, in, in particular the suicides that I've e- either um, heard about or heard people thinking about, has made me want to... Um, Give people some of my coping strategies for this year. So I, I've felt I've felt dark in the past. Um, I've had some shit happen to me, and you know, suicide has crossed my mind. Um, and I feel that um, a lot of those darker times, when things, when shit things happen, it's usually worse in the winter. At least in the summer, you've got the sun, you can go outside in the winter you go home in the dark you go to work in the dark and you spend a lot of time um in the dark and it i honestly believe that um that has an, a mental effect on you and obviously the seasonal affected disorders sad, sad. um so this year i bought myself a um a sad lamp it cost me 40 quid from um amazon 40 quid and um I have loved it, I've really enjoyed coming down in the morning, switching this light on, blasting the neighbours out and what it does is it gives you that extra feeling of um awakeness. Um, it kind I don't know how it does it but it, it apparently releases some good endorphins um, that imitates the sun. I'm just gonna have a quick sip of this beer because I've opened it and seen that, yeah. oh my god that's amazing. That's a Brooklyn American ale, if you're interested. Um, so, the other thing that I've coupled it with is um, a calm app. So I've been doing um, more mindfulness because um, I did feel myself getting feeling a bit dark just before um, just before Christmas. And uh, a colleague of mine, Helen, she recommended the calm app, and she basically told me that I should get it, get it and she said don't worry about the price I mean it's 37 quid for 12 months which really doesn't work out to, to anything um, I mean I, you know, unless you're totally broken on, but for 37 quid for a whole year if you think about that on a monthly basis and you get new content every day but what you do is it gives you something called a daily calm where you just focus on yourself and your breathing and uh, try and empty your brain of all the thoughts because I've discussed in the past that your thoughts lead to your feelings and your feelings can lead to your actions. And obviously, if you're on a downward spiral, those actions could get to a darker place. Um, and if your feelings are positive, then you could get to a brighter place. Um, see, even now, I'm, I'm not using the word suicide or um, self-harm or anything like that, but the, it, the your darkness, the darkness and... Um, that you could receive from not meditating and not calming the mind and letting these dark thoughts take over could um, lead to you wanting to take your own life which would be shit and if you are, please reach out to somebody I reached out to, uh, well I didn't reach out my best friend realised what was going on uh, and I owe him my life for that um... I was in a really really bad place and uh, it was a night after drinking and he stayed with me and he made me look up a counsellor on the um, national counsellor database and i got one and touch wood it helped a lot Um, what I would say is I think sometimes you have to do a bit on your own Um, I also think that um antidepressants have got a good um you know there are good antidepressants out there um they didn't work for me but um please reach out to somebody look up you know if you feel alone or you feel like you're in in a downward spiral please go to um a friend or go on the internet and look up um counselors i think there's there's this thing where um uh, and a good friend of mine who's come out of his dark place, um, he was saying, oh, I'm going to see the doctor about it, I'm going to see the doctor about it. But I didn't realise until, you know, quite late on. Now he was not He was just going to his GP, and GPs aren't um, necessarily qualified to be the best judge of your mental health. Um, they're a general practitioner, I think, they the a general, you know, it's everything, you know, And if you go to a counsellor, they are trained to talk through your issues. Um, I do think that mindfulness can help a lot. I did meditate during my dark times. Um, I didn't really know what I was doing and gradually sort of, you know, you you kind of work out what you're trying to do. So, so yeah, so I I didn't mean to go into a talk about suicide, to be honest, but um, it's kind of got us there. But I really, really want you to, um, if you want to get in touch with um, you know, just reach out to somebody there's lots of people, yeah, we're, we're in an information age now, you can email the person on the night, We I think we emailed five people the night that I was feeling very very low and um, one of them came back and I was seeing them within the week and just the relief of going there um, took a massive weight off my mind I felt better, I'm not saying it solves it overnight, it took me, you know a good couple of years in counselling to, to get back to myself but I'd say it was you know a week or two in that I'd, you know the darker thoughts had, had sort of quelled um, so um, while, while we're talking about death I also saw a programme about um, people trying to extend their life um, and stay alive and I was thinking well I'm all for um, you yeah, know not ending your life early. But why do you want to extend your life so far? So the reason why I'm saying that is because I witnessed my other nan, um, well basically become, she was a very large lady, and I witnessed her um, deplete into a almost like a, a, a fetal skeleton um that was still alive and i was still visiting her but she, there was no quality of life there and i was wondering why um you know they were keeping her alive and, and you know was it morally wrong to be keeping her alive so we didn't have to admit that she was dying or that she was dead it almost you know she may as well have been dead um and these people that are trying to um upload themselves to a computer or something like that so their minds are living you know it's still you know they are still going to die they are you know physically they are going to die it's just that their personality will live on <laughs> I saw an episode of The Simpsons yesterday and uh, basically they, they did something similar where they uploaded Homer into a computer um, after he'd basically he would killed about 27 clones of himself and I was just thinking there are people probably trying to do this and it's because we've got the fear of death so um, I, don't know, I was going to say the fear of death has been pointed to us like the fear of death but it is the fear of death but why do we fear it so much death should be embraced as a part of life um, and also by acknowledging the fear of death and this is what the book you know there is a train of thought here um, the, um, the subtle art of not giving a fuck talks about um death and by not fearing death you almost um don't care what happens in your life so you're less you have less inhibitions and you, you you can achieve more because you've got almost like this mentality that you know this could be your last day on earth or you know this could be your only opportunity so why not get on with it and do it rather than Oh, it's okay. I'm planning on living for you know twenty odd years and then, you know, extending my life into a computer. So just in case the computer data chip version of myself is still alive, um, I better not do anything wrong. I better not challenge myself. I better not you know get out, get myself out there and do the things. And you know, there's no death now. We are we're not in you know, a. I don't mean. I must say that you know I am in a. Um, a western society so there's no real fear of death yes there's stabbings in London and, and gang, gang activities and things like that but realistically if you go about your daily business the chances of you being killed are you know very very low I wouldn't like to give the statistics but you know very very low and yet we, we sit there and we almost I don't know don't risk anything and just for the sake of not dying but if we lived our life and we were you know truly living it then we would have a wonderful life I don't know whether that makes any sense I feel like I've gone into a bit of a ramble so apologies there um I had a, a, a bit of a strange experience when my uncle passed away um um, I'm not sure I actually I want to talk about that. So I'm going to leave that there. Sorry. Um, so, anyway, I promised you a cheesy contrived engine. Uh, ending. I'm just going to have a quick, another sip of my beer. So, everyone dies rich, poor, attractive, unattractive, blonde, brunette black hair bald fat thin black white orange purple rocker emo classical bookworm film buff telly addict drug addict millionaire beggar rock star war are all going to die you me we are going to die so we should live our lives while we can and by that i mean dance the dance sing the song Clap at performances, laugh at jokes, run the race, eat the fucking great food, drink the booze, kiss the boy or girl, put a smile on it, tell everyone that you love that you love them, act as if there might not be a tomorrow because guess what, there might not. Thank you for listening. You've been listening to the world according to AJ One. I hope that I haven't depressed you and I've made you want to live. And if you do feel depressed, suicidal please reach out to someone, there are tons of resources out there on the internet, but you must live, please it's important you've got something there, you've got a life that other people would give their right arm to give their member of their family and just as an aside, and I'm do this, oh, you yeah, know extended. I'm just extending this. I should have just ended it on the ending. But the more grateful that you are, the more you appreciate your life, the more that you appreciate the little things, the fact that you can see, the fact that you've got legs or arms, the fact that you can touch, feel, smell. If you start appreciating those little things, sit in a coffee shop, look at the conversations, look at the colourful things around you. Look at the miracle of the fact that we've got this society, the lights on, we don't sort of live in the dark ages, we've got technology, iPhones, TVs, everything that we've got around us, all those tiny things that the human race has done for us. And even if you're feeling at your lowest, you can always change the situation, you can You know, go and buy a one-way ticket to Dubai or Tanzania. You can go and move to the next village or quit your job and get away from that boss that you don't like or leave your husband or your your wife that you're you're not enjoying the company of. Or, you know, there's always opportunities out there to, to really, really change your life. You know, it took my recent health scare to make me think about my mortality and it's made me get on with a load of stuff that I wasn't getting on with I've put my book online today I've um, uh, spoke to uh, a couple of friends that I've been mean to speak to and I'm doing this podcast and uh, yes I did say I do it weekly uh, but I was procrastinating and you know just appreciate what you've got You know, there's millions of sperm that didn't make it it uh, was Ricky Gervais. He said, You know, you're only here once, so live that life as much as you can because you won't be back again. I hope you've enjoyed it. And I'll be interviewing uh, a friend of mine next week called Morag, who will be talking to me about her business and uh, scrapbooking. So, see, we're covering all topics, it's a bit like the one show. Um, where we go from topic to topic so we've gone from death to scrapbooking but let's see how it goes Um, I hope you have a great February have a beer on me and uh, cheers